So you decided you want to start selling on Shopify. Fantastic. But you're running into some problems. You can't find the right product to sell. Maybe you're low on capital, on money. Or perhaps you just can't get those TikTok ads to sound right. Well, don't worry. We've got you covered today on this special live episode. Hello and welcome to Learn with Shopify Live. I'm your host, Benjamin Gottlieb, and I got to tell you, we've got a real treat for you today. The Ecom King is here with us, with me, live, and he's going to walk you through all of his tips, all of his hacks for online business and for marketing. Camille Satar, thank you for doing this, man. Thank you guys so much for having me on the channel today. I'm very excited to answer all the questions you've got for me and the live Q&A that we've also got. Well, right on. We've got a lot of stuff to get through today. And also we'll have some time for all of you watching to ask your own questions. But I want to start with this. Let's get into you, the person a little bit. Tell us a little bit about your personal background and your journey into entrepreneurship. So when I was working my job in a retail store, uh, and even prior to that, when I was going to school in college, I always wanted more out of life. And I knew based on the way I grew up not having good school grades. My school grades are publicly out there for anyone to see in my videos. And you would have seen that I failed everything. So the only way I could have made good money is if I started a business and then made good money with that business. So that's what always strived me to have my own business. So then I started my own buying and reselling business, selling luxury goods, and that wasn't scalable. So I couldn't do that long-term because it wasn't going to get me to where I wanted to be financially. And then that's when I started to do some research into how can I make money online? And one of the most popular things was Shopify, Shopify dropshipping, starting an e-commerce business with Shopify. And that's what got me into Shopify. Well, we're going to get into all of that. I love hearing the story of just grades and school not being your thing. It's not for everyone, right? Uh, but mm -hmm. what is what you found out is for you is this mm -hmm. concept, this model of selling things mm -hmm. online. Let's mm -hmm. start with drop shipping because I think mm -hmm. you probably can agree that's where a lot of people begin when they start selling things on the internet. Uh, how did you first get involved in drop shipping? So my drop shipping journey started at the end of 2016, started 2017. And I got into it because I thought, you know what? I love the thought of having a business where I don't need to risk inventory because that's the biggest failure to any company because of the finance behind it. Um, and I didn't. I realized when I first researched dropshipping that dropshipping has been around for a very, very long time. And a lot of people don't even realize that dropshipping has been around for that long. And, you know, when you look at your everyday world, you can tell that dropshipping is being used in a lot of different places. I, I remember growing up, I was like, when my mom goes to these furniture shops, why can't she get that sofa today? And I realized they don't even have those sofas in stock. They have to wait and then ship them in. So then that made me think, wow. This is bigger than I thought. So then 2017 comes. I start my dropshipping business. Like anyone back then, complete noob, I went into this massive general store selling everything that was on AliExpress that I could find, running ads to loads of different products, having no idea what to do, ripping things off the internet, trying to make it work. And I just completely fell over. And I lost a good three to $4,000 when I first started in 2017. And I didn't see any success. And I was very close to giving up because back then I was still very young and I didn't have much money. And I thought, you know what? Maybe this is too good to be true. Maybe these guys online or these videos you watch online are not really what they say they are going to be. 
but that's not where things stayed, right? You went from 2017, not doing so well, as you just mentioned, losing three, $4,000 to the next year. I think you made something close to a million dollars in 2018. Is that right? Yeah. So the start of 2018 wasn't positive, but the end of 2018 was positive because at the end of the day, we had something called Q4, which is your December, November, October. So you got Black Friday, Cyber Monday, Christmas, and then that's when the most people are most engaged to buy things online. So then when that came along, I had loads of skills that I learned over that year of failing that I put towards. And I built a, uh, a general niche store for Christmas for like gadgets and things like that. And I was able to turn over just slightly over $1 million in revenue, which was just absolutely life-changing for me. I don't know what more to say. <laughs> well, listen, uh, that's life-changing for anyone. And we've got a lot of folks here who have just hopped on who are joining us from Berlin, from New York City, from all over the world who are here to listen to some of your tips. Let's get in specifically to drop shipping. Uh, mm -hmm. Let's say that I'm someone and I want to set up a store on Shopify and I want to do some drop shipping, right? Maybe I want to use AliExpress or something else. How do I get started? How do I find the right stuff to sell? Normally, people give people one option. I'm going to give people in the audience two options. So you can either go down the route of, I want to find something to sell within my passion. Now, that route can sometimes be better long-term because when it comes to creating the market inside of it, you're going to know better than anyone because you're a potential customer because you love that industry. So let's say, for example, you love dogs, you love cats. You know what other cat owners, other dog owners want. So you know what to provide them. Sure. Now, the other option you've got is you can do seasonable-based products. So let's say we're in August. And we know that we've got Halloween, we've got Black Friday around the corner. You can prepare for that next season. So you can either use those two strategies to base what you want to pick in terms of what you want to sell in your dropshipping store. And the different suppliers you can use are AliExpress, which is getting better. It's not perfect, but it is getting better. You've got things like CJ Dropshipping, USA Drop. You've got loads of other agents out there shortening that time down. You've got you know EU-based places where you can get really fast shipping. Drop shipping has changed so much since I started. When I started, it was like 30 to 50 days. Now you can get your product to your customer within seven to 15 days with a good supplier. Well, how about that? And by the way, for folks that are just tuning in, we're going to take questions from all of you in this interview. And Camille, you have actually a drop shipping course. I think a few of them on your YouTube channel. Is that right? Yeah, so that's what catapulted the success of my channel. And that's why a lot of people always say, oh, well, how did your channel blow up so fast? And the reason why it blew up so fast was because I was the only one willing to create a free four hour. My latest one's like nine hours long and just put it on YouTube, let people do what they want with it. I've had people that have generated six figures with it. I've had people generate seven figures with it. So it's been insane how much value people have had from that from that video. So again, you can check out uh, Camille's channel for all of his tips about drop shipping. I want to ask one question just back to this mm -hmm. idea of trying to find the right products. You mentioned maybe you pick something that you're into that you know, or something that's seasonal. Is there anything you can tell folks who are watching right now about things that could be hot this holiday season, right? We're approaching Black Friday. I don't want you to give away your tips or your, your special ideas, mm -hmm. right? But are there specific things that you're kind of targeting this, uh, this holiday season? Yeah, so what I'm going to do for you guys is I'm going to give you a few niches, a few actual direct products too, and I'm also going to tell you some great ways to find suppliers that are going to be good for these products as well because it's very important you work with a good supplier so you don't get loads of refunds in January. So the first few niches that are going to do really, really well are your gift-based season, so jewelry that's personalized that you can give to somebody. You've also got things like 
um, what I call emotional-based products. So let's say you buy somebody a gift and it makes them feel happy. So it could be something like a bracelet, an earring, something like that, or a pillow with their name on it. Another good niche is the tech niche. The tech niche, I believe, is the biggest niche when it comes to Q4 in terms of iPhone cases, wireless charges, any gadget-based toys. Kids' toys are phenomenal during, I remember 2020, we made, I think it was $400,000 in one month with this um, train toy where it puts the dominoes at the top of the uh, nozzle. And that was a kid's toy. So kid's toys are also great. And the best thing that you guys can do is go onto TikTok and just type in Amazon finds um, 50% off. TikTok made me buy this and use those keywords. And TikTok is the leading indicator today to find products because that is the number one social media platform right now. So whatever's going on there, trending wise, that is your best bet. I'm here with Camille Satar. He's also known as the Ecom King. And we're talking about all things online business and marketing. Uh, you mentioned TikTok. And I think for, for some folks, especially younger folks, it's ubiquitous, right? We see people using TikTok for hours upon hours, right? For others, it's a little bit still of a new medium. So I got to ask you, when you're trying to create ads for your products, let's say this holiday season or even afterward, what are some of the things that you have found have been successful for you when creating these organic ads, these videos on TikTok? So I'm going to give you guys every little ingredient to success with the algorithm. Now, I can talk on this matter. You can go on my YouTube channel and see that I've generated over seven figures with TikTok. It's there. You can look at it. Now, what I find works the best, if you're trying to advertise your product to the masses on TikTok, number one, the type of content you're using. Now, a lot of people that are here are going to be used to the typical Facebook way, which is professional looking videos. That doesn't work on TikTok. What works on TikTok is a video that doesn't even look like an ad. It's like when you're scrolling through your TikTok and you're watching a video organically, your video needs to appeal like that. So it needs to either be user generated content, point of view content, and it also needs to be between 10 and 30 seconds. I don't recommend any longer. And this is very important. The sound you use is the most important part of the video. You want to use a viral sounding song, but you'd make you want to make sure that you can find it on something like Epidemic Sounds instead, because when you add, you can't use viral songs, but you can mm. find similar songs on Epidemic Sounds, which is a commercial reuse, and that's going to help a lot. Your other thing is voiceovers do extremely well as well, and you also want to make sure you're doing fast-paced videos. So the scene changes, whether it be every 0.5 seconds or every second, and that's what's going to keep people attached to your video. And you want a very soft call to action at the end because if you don't and you make it aggressive people are going to think it's an ad and then they're not going to want to buy from you so essentially what you're saying is you want to make this look like something that you would post on your own channel on your own instagram channel or facebook or tiktok so i found a lot of success where i actually create organic tiktok pages and for those that don't know what that means is i actually create one page dedicated to that product or that niche and i just upload normal content to that page of the product in action i don't even have a call to action in those videos it's all organic based meaning that people are just there to watch the video i'll leave the link in the description or the or the pin part of the profile but then what i'll do later on is i'll actually turn those organic videos into something called a spark ad and look at a spark ad like a boost post on facebook you can basically turn that organic video into an ad and that sometimes works even better than just creating a one-off ad you know i'm just curious is there a proper cadence for publishing these types of ads i mean how many should someone who let's say wants mm -hmm. to sell a specific product this november next month 
How many ads, how many organic ads should they be targeting uh, per week, for example? Yeah, so uh, this is going to scare a lot of people when I say it, but with TikTok, <laughs> the most important part is the content. TikTok just strives off content. If you give TikTok all of that content, they will benefit for you because you've got to remember what makes TikTok so successful, such great fast-paced content that it gets you addicted. So what you need to make sure you do is you need to make sure that it feels the same. It just naturally comes across like, you know what, this is a great organic video and I just want to keep watching them, keep watching them, keep watching them. Well, we've got some questions here from the audience. I want to pepper in a little bit. Uh, we had a question here from a gentleman from the UK, Marco, who's asking how he can target his ads in the US from the UK. I guess he's having some problems with that. So this is the easiest way to get around it. So what you want to do is when you log into the Shopify dashboard, you've got something called a sales channel on the left-hand side. And those are just advertisement platforms you can do. Facebook as a sales channel, Google as a sales channel. You want to connect TikTok as a sales channel. But before you even do that, you want to make sure you clear your cache on your browser. If you're using Google or Safari, you want to completely quit the browser and before you reopen the browser, get yourself a VPN. I use NordVPN personally. You can use whatever VPN you want as long as it works. Connect to the US and then reopen that tab. And then once you go onto Shopify, then connect TikTok as a sales channel and then create a brand new advertising account and you'll be able to advertise straight to the US and Canada. Some really great learnings there. Just to recap, right? A VPN takes an IP address from somewhere else in the world. When you clear your cache, you're resetting your computer. So this is a way to basically, you could say trick um, your computer to think that you're in a different place in the world geographically, right? Yeah, the sad thing is right now, TikTok doesn't give you the option if you're based in Europe to target the US. I don't know when that will change. I can't tell you. I don't know. But for now, that's what we've been doing to get around it. Well, some great learnings there. Uh, one more question before we continue here. This is from Emu, and Emu is asking, how do I find good suppliers or agents? I tried AliExpress, talked with over 300 suppliers, and it just won't work. Um, he, I guess Emu's also tried some drop shipping uh, fulfillment apps like CJ, Big Buy, Spoked. Um, you know, what can we do is the question there. So I've got some good news and some bad news for you guys. The good news is you guys don't understand how fortunate you are like today than I was when I started. Like I said, I had to deal with 50 to 60 day delivery time back when I started and that was not easy. Now, the bad news is it doesn't matter what agent you work with, unless you're buying in stock, you're going to have similar issues with whoever you work with. Some are going to be better for some things. Some are going to be worse than others. I always say to people, try and move from AliExpress to somewhere like USA Drop, Spocket. You've got things like um, Hyper SKU. You've got stuff like Fulfillment in a Box. You've got all of these other companies that like Wio. You've got, they're very similar. Now, before you even use them, you want to ask them, number one, is the product that I'm looking to put on my store in your warehouse? Is it in your warehouse? I'm not on about in your business partner's warehouse that's 300 miles over the other side of the country. I'm on about- well, do you have it? Do you have it? Now, This because I've been in the game for so long and I know what happens behind the scenes, a lot of companies actually 
so let's say for example cj drop shipping you get a product from them they actually might source it from wheel so they might actually be getting it from wheel instead so they're just using them as a middleman so you want to make sure that you're asking these suppliers look do you have that in your warehouse because if they do have it in their warehouse that's going to come that's going to cut 10 days out the shipping straight away if they don't have it in the warehouse it's going to add 10 days straight away so where it says processing times that doesn't really mean processing times that just means are you getting it from somewhere else that's what it means Camille Satsar is my guest. He's also known online as the Ecom King. He's here sharing all of his tips for selling online. Speaking of selling stuff online, right? To sell anything in this world, going back, you know, as long as we have had commerce, you have to have a storefront, right? What's mm-hmm. changed now is where our storefronts are. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not so uh, imperative now to have a physical brick and mortar store. You can have a virtual store and you can set those up very easily on. Shopify. But Camille, there's so many different options for selling stuff on the internet. Why do you like Shopify so much? What is it about Shopify that works for you? So you guys have got to understand that Shopify is the most simple, and I can't explain it enough, simple place to start a business. They've got the best integrations in in the world. Uh, You know, tell me another company that has. I've tried all these other competitors and I've ended up having to come back to Shopify for a lot of guys that don't know the techie side of it. Shopify give you their servers instead of you having to go out there and buy a server, which can cost hundreds, if not thousands of dollars, depending on how much volume you're doing. And Shopify servers are amazing. You know, you've got all these amazing integrations with Facebook, TikTok, that other platforms don't even have. So it's just simplifying the process. The customer support is unreal. The pricing is very, very good. And the most important part is they just, you know, if you look at the last five years, they've been the most consistent and the best and the most innovative. They always look to innovate, you know, with NFTs, you know, with integrating using Coinbase as a crypto payment. They do, you know, they're just trying to be the best in the world. And and honestly, I use them every day for all my econ brands, all my dropshipping stores. So, you know, it, unless I change what I'm using, I'll let you guys know. But for now, I, I don't know what to say. Well let's, well, let's hope you don't. But speaking of your stores, right? Um, you say it's easy. You use it for your stores. And listen, I think if you look online at the things that you're doing, your, your brands, it looks great. Um, but some stores, let's just be honest, they don't end up looking so fantastic. So question for you, what sort of tips do you have for folks when they're trying to make their store look aesthetically pleasing on Shopify for folks that are looking to buy their stuff? Now, I don't want to keep going back on this point, but again, you should understand how grateful you are because back when I started in 2017 and you can look bait on like a time machine website or something, but Shopify, making a beautiful looking store on Shopify wasn't easy. Nowadays, Shopify giving you 2.0 themes, meaning that they're based, they're built on the newest technology. They're completely free. I use a theme called... Um, it's one of the new ones. What's it called again? I forgot. It's a blue colored one on the Shopify free themes 2.0. I forgot the name of it. If anyone remembers what I'm on about, put it in the live chat. But if you go to Shopify themes, free themes, 2.0 technology, any of those look beautiful. All you've got to do is make sure you're using good images and your store will look beautiful with those themes. It doesn't matter. The only way you can butcher the theme is if you put bad content on them. So just to recap, pick the right themes and use Shopify. It should be that easy to set up a store. Um, One more question for you, uh, and this is something that we were talking about a little bit earlier. Uh, How much money do you think someone needs to set up a successful Shopify store? What should you target to start with? So you got two options. Now, the first option I'm going to talk about 
I wish I had when I started, but I simply didn't have that opportunity because TikTok didn't exist when I started. It was Instagram and Facebook. If you're going to go down the TikTok route, and I'm not on about paid ads, I'm on about uploading content organically to a page and going viral, because per 1 million views, you can actually get up to $10,000 per million views, depending on a few things. Now, you can go viral on TikTok. I wouldn't say easy because it's not easy, but very easy compared to what it's going to be in the next two years. Remember when people could go um, on the explore page on Instagram back in the day? You can't do that sure. nowadays. It's so, so, so hard. But it's very much open to go viral on TikTok now. And if you're going to go down the viral TikTok method, which is just you ordering the products to your house and creating content and uploading it consistently, you can start that business model with dropshipping for around about $300 to $500 max. That you, don't, you might not even need more than that, $200. Now, if you're going to go down the dropshipping route, spending ads on Google, Facebook, TikTok, you're looking at around about two to $3,000. And I do believe the best opportunity right now in dropshipping is the TikTok organic method. the profit margins are between 50 and 60%, 40%. And you just can't, you can't argue with those numbers. So there we go. Three to $500. If you're going the TikTok route that Camille just mentioned, or if you're going to go the Google Facebook ads, he's recommending around two to $3,000. You know, I want to get a little bit more into some of the other videos, some of the other content you have on your channel, but first let's check back in with the audience. Got some questions here. This one is from Kaylee Spark and Kaylee's asking, can dropshipping work for someone that is living in Jamaica? Kind of an interesting question. So I think just a broader question, if you're living in a place that maybe isn't one of the big economic powerhouses, is it feasible to dropship? I love this question because my family originate from a third world country, you know, so I love this question. I've got friends that have started in third world countries. So it doesn't matter if you're from India, Jamaica, anywhere in a third world country, you can make it happen. You know, there are other things that can make it harder, like payment gateways. But if you go to Shopify payment gateways and you select your country, I'll tell you what payment gateways you're allowed to use. There's no real big difference apart from the payment gateways. Your supplier will ship from wherever they're based. So that's the only issue that most people have is just a payment gateway. You know, you can use two checkout. You can use things like that. You can use Pioneer. There's loads of payment methods you can use if you're based in the third world countries. And like I said, that is the biggest issue that people have. And it really isn't that big of an issue. So there's other payment options that you can use. What about the actual shipping? I mean, I, I would imagine that if you're drop shipping, for example, you don't have to worry so much about products getting to the right place because you're not, for example, sending them from a from a, a warehouse in Jamaica. Is that right? Yeah, that's the beautiful thing about drop shipping. You know, it doesn't judge you based on where you live. You know, you can it's a virtual business where you also you can make your supply be in Europe if you want them. If that's where you want your supplier to be, set them up in Europe. You can, you know, you've got you've got suppliers that do that now. If you want them to be based in Canada, you can get them to be based in Canada. There's no issue. So again, some of the benefits of drop shipping, you're probably not surprised. There's a lot of folks asking questions about drop shipping. So let's address those before we move on here in the interview. This is from La Salchicha. La Salchicha has this question. Is there anywhere to go to get information on the legality of creating a drop shipping business? Uh, This person is worried about getting sued because of assets they already have. What do you have to say about that? Yeah, very, very good question. Now, it really depends where your business is set up in terms of the jurisdiction. Every state has a different law. Every country has a different law. Again, where you're selling to has a different law. So for example, in the EU, you need to be given a one-year warranty with any electronical products. That's different in other parts of the world. So what I'd advise you to do is 
The basics, the very simple basics you need to stick to is do not sell products that are copyrighted. So if it's got Marvel on it, if it's got, you know, any big brand like Coca-Cola on it, stay away from it. Before you start selling a product with a supplier, ask them if they have got the license to sell that product. Ask them that if it's not a trademark product, you need to make sure that you're asking them questions like this because you don't want to be selling a product that could cause you an issue because they're just ripping people off, which I've had this issue in the past, by the way. So ask those simple questions. Stay away from copying people's content. If you're going to get content made, make sure you're using your own content. So don't go on Google and use so-and-so's content. Always use, again, commercial reuse music. So then it's your music. You're allowed to reuse it. As long as you stick to those guidelines, nine times out of 10, you're going to be completely fine. But if you want to have that ease of mind, then I'd recommend that you speak to a local lawyer in your country and advise them on where you plan on selling to, let's say the UK, the US, and they can tell you and clarify on what you're going to do. Those are some really solid learnings there. So again, just to recap, stay away from some of the big brands. Coca-Cola was the example that Camille used. Stay away from those and also do your own organic ads on social. Some of the two big takeaways from, from that answer. Let's get now, there's a few questions surfacing, Camille, about TikTok, which I think, uh, as you mentioned a few moments ago, this is where you would recommend folks advertise heading into this holiday season because of how easy it is to go viral and how easy it is really for you to take off and be able to sell. Um, here's one question here. I'm just scrolling down. This is from The Terabyte, who's asking, how can we do TikTok organic from Africa? Please help. That's my only problem. Yeah, I'm very happy you said that because I've got a friend of mine that lives in Morocco and he's got a TikTok page that's been going viral and he's now getting put into the um, into the US market. So let me just clarify this because I know there's going to be people in the audience that understand slightly what I'm talking about and slightly what issues you can face. So let's say you're based in Morocco and you start a TikTok page. TikTok's already going to know based on your IP address that you're based from Morocco. Now you can use a VPN to counter it, but TikTok knows if you're using a VPN for organics, they'll penalize you for it straight away. So it's not a great thing to do for organic. For paid ads, you can do it. For organic, it can slightly damage your page. Now, when you upload content to that page, eventually, as long as you do it enough and you've got good content that's starting to take a little bit of viral effect, eventually TikTok will say, you know what, this person doesn't deserve just to be in Morocco anymore. They're going to now push you in the US and see how you do in the US. If you do well in the US, they're going to keep you in the US. So as long as you're doing really good content, you're going to get pushed into these other countries because it's in TikTok's best favor to move you to the most popular countries, not just the country that you're living in. And another thing you can do is you can actually buy TikTok coins and TikTok coins is basically their own currency. So you can boost the video. So for example, for your first five videos, you might want to spend $10 boosting them. And then because you've boosted them, then uh, TikTok is more likely to put you in the US algorithm than it is your native algorithm because there's less of an audience for them to spend the money on. Let's get one more here from the audience before we continue. This question comes from Cast. And Cast is asking, hello, I have a question. Can you ask Econ if you can show how to set up normal shipping? I have a good product and website, but I need some help. I don't know if you want to show us on your screen, um, Camille, but maybe you could just tell us a little bit how you would set up normal shipping. So if we're going based on the he's got this product in his house or something like that and he wants to send it, then you can use websites like Parcel Monkey. If you type in Parcel Monkey, it's basically a website where it, it's like um, it's like Uber, it's a network where it'll find all the local uh, couriers and it'll work out who's the cheapest to send the product with to that oh, country. Okay. You just 
You just put the metrics in, it'll do the rest of the work for you. So Cass is also asking about drop shipping. So if you want to send something to a, a customer that's a drop shipping product, he's having some questions or they're having some questions about how to ship that. Okay, so the basics are when you set this up in your back end, it should automatically depend on who you've imported that product with. So for example, with my dropshipping stores, I use a company called AutoDS. They're the, they're the company that integrate with Shopify and push that product through. And uh, as soon as you've done that, it should say in your shipping area, this, com- this company, this is where it's being fulfilled from. You want to go in there, manage shipping rates, and you want to create three shipping zones or two shipping zones, one for the whole of the world or one for the top five countries, UK, US, Australia, New Zealand, Canada. And you want to always do free delivery, always do free delivery, unless you've got a second option, which you could charge them for as an option if they want to. And then as soon as you've done that, everything should be fine. As long as you're using good apps like AutoDS, um, DSs, they'll do all the hard work for you, like integrating all the back end. So then you click one button, get sent to the supplier, they handle the rest. You know, it's interesting that you bring up free shipping. And, and I think about my own shopping habits. I often look for stuff for products that are free shipping. I don't know why. Um, presumably, you could build in the shipping costs into the cost of your product. Uh, from your experience, though, why why select free shipping? What is it? What is it specifically about that option that makes it more attractive, you think? So like you said, you can either absorb the price into the um, into the product price, which is what I do on like my standard shipping. But if I'm able to offer them an f- even better shipping, then I'll, I'll give them the option to pay an extra $5 if they want it. You know, always giving people the option is never going to hurt, hurt, you know. But in terms of the free one, the reason why I do it is because it's a big incentive. If people see free shipping, they're like, oh, it's, 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 why would I not take it? It's like people see it as value for free, which it is. It's like, if you buy something online, you're thinking, oh, it's going to cost shipping as well. That's another $5, $10. Can I really afford it? Does it seem like such a good deal now? So when you when you um, get rid of that, straight away, the psychology starts thinking, that seems like a good deal. I'm chatting with Camille Satar, better known as the Ecom King. He's sharing all of his hacks, all of his tips for a thriving e-commerce business. Uh, I, I want to ask you if we can, if we can transition a little bit. You've got so many tutorials on your YouTube page, which by the way, your YouTube page itself has become, I would imagine, an economic engine for you as well. And one of the things that I saw on your page, you've got this course, some tips about a print-on-demand business. Um, is there something specific about that type of business that you're attracted to? And you know, why is it that you offer a course on that? So yeah, and this is another free course, by the way. So when people hear this, I don't want them to think, oh, I've got to pay this money. It's all free. Go have a look. So this is print on demand. So what is print on demand? Print on demand is basically where you can create, this is a print on demand t-shirt, by the way. (laughs) This was made by uh, Printerful, which is like the leading industry for print on demand. So what print on demand is, it's where you can get a coffee mug, a beanie, a canvas. There's a canvas here that was made on print on demand as well, but you can't see in the frame. But it's basically where you're customizing anything mouse pads gaming pads and you can put designs on there so you can create your own fashion brand straight away without ordering stock so i own my own clothing brand by the way and it's not print on demand and the amount we have to spend on on stock is 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 ridiculous if you want me to be honest with you but with print on demand it gives you that option to be like you know what i can start a fashion brand not have to pay for any stock test these designs out and see if they do well you can start a personalized uh, drop shipping store where you give customers to come to your website where they can make personalized gifts they can add an image to their pillow you can 
asks a supplier to add that to your pillow that you're sending to them. And then, wow, they can get a custom pillow sent to their house. So it's basically, and what I love about print on demand is you can turn a drop shipping store into a hybrid. And I've done this before where you connect print on demand with normal drop shipping, and then you can use print on demand as a nice little upsell. You can use it as a cross sell. So let's say, for example, somebody comes to my drop shipping store and let's say they buy a, a coffee table, or let's say they buy an office desk or an office armchair or something like that. Why not buy a nice customized mouse mat as well, like a mouse mat for your mouse, you can then use Printful or any print-on-demand company to, to get that done. So you can. it's really nice to integrate them both together. It's really, really nice to diversify. Nice to diversify, as you mentioned, but also you can potentially create your own brand. You mentioned you had your own fashion brand and you're using that, you're doing that with, uh, with this print-on-demand uh, format. Yeah, just to clarify, none of my clothing brands use print on demand. I don't, I don't worry about it. It's one of those things. So we don't use print on demand, but I've used a drop shipping store before with print on demand. And it was a few years ago when we were doing personalized gifts. And the reason why I'm bringing my other clothing brand into it is because we don't do print on demand with it and we haven't to buy stock for it. So we understand like the amount of money you have to spend on stock compared to, you know, print on demand. It's such a great way to cut that risk down. Great way to cut that risk down. Well, without uh, risking going on too long, so many questions pouring in from the audience. I want to get to them. This question is from Abdullah Zahir and Abdullah is asking, what do you, the e-com king prefer a drop shipping store or a high ticket store? If a high ticket store, then what's the best niche according to you? So the Pros of high ticket is your profit margins are going to be amazing. So you have to sell less instead of selling more, which I love. The only downside to high ticket is if there is a problem with the product, the shipping costs are going to be expensive. You know, refunding sure. it is expensive. The cash flow needed for that business is more because you're having to spend more on ads. Because when you you got to remember, an advertising platform is just a bidding platform. So let's say you're advertising on Google, Facebook, you're bidding to get seen by the best buyer. Now those bids are a lot higher because you're selling a higher ticket product. So you need instead of having two to three thousand dollars, you're looking at around about three to five thousand dollars now. So you got to weigh up which is which makes more sense. Now, I normally advise people to start with basic drop shipping, which is the lower ticket. And then if you see success, then move into high ticket because you want to learn all the skills by selling lower risk products. And then once you've got those skills, you can then move into the higher risk because you got to remember it's more high risk. It's more high risk because the products themselves cost more money. It's, it's, it's basic economics there. Uh, here's another question here, uh, just scrolling down. Question from Shawnee Spencer. Shawnee is asking, hey, Ecom King, what is the best way as a beginner to grow an audience? And I'm assuming that means maybe on TikTok, but also on YouTube, anywhere where you need an audience. What's some of the best tips you have to do that? Now, I wish I could stand here and tell you how to grow an audience on every platform, but I'm going to pick one platform and the best platform right now, and I don't want to bore you with it, is TikTok. It is the best platform. There's no two ways about it. Now, if you want to grow really fast on TikTok, there's something called new account advantage. And this is a real thing because we've tested it over two years. And what a new account advantage is, when you create a brand new account, TikTok will give you 30 days to show them that you're a real content creator and they will reward you if you please them. Now, how do you please TikTok? Now, I'd always recommend to people, do not create a brand new TikTok account. And I'm talking about a personal account, not a business account. Don't even create a, a TikTok account till you have three videos you can upload a day for 30 days. So if you do the maths, you're looking at 60 videos to 90 videos you need before you even 
think about opening a page. Now you might be thinking, wow, that's a lot of videos. But if you realize you can create 10 videos in 10 minutes, you can create 10 videos in 20 minutes, you can create 10 videos in 30 minutes. So if you spend two days doing it, you've got your 90 videos, 60 videos. And then as soon as you've done that, create your TikTok account, upload those three, three a day for 30 days. You've got that new TikTok account advantage. Boom, you're going to get sent through the algorithm as long as the content you're doing is good. So again, that's just to recap, that's three videos a day for 30 days. Is that right? 30 days. But again, if you, it's between three to five videos per day. So if you do the math, it depends. And this speaks to lots of other things, right? I mean, you want to make sure you've got enough content to elevate you in the algorithm, but just in general, people are hungry for content. And when you think about TikTok, these are quick hitters. These are quick videos. So the more you've got out there, I think that's a good learning. The more that you're going to, the more likely you're going to be successful. Uh, let's go ahead and look at a few more questions before we wrap here. Um, just scrolling here. Got a question. Um, scrolling down here. Okay. Here's a question from... Hilal. Hilal's asking, would basic Shopify be enough for a site for someone with 100 products or should I buy advanced Shopify? Very, very good question. Now, I always say to people, unless you're generating $10,000 a month, you don't even need to consider the advanced or even higher plans. You don't, even $100,000 a month, you shouldn't really be considering the advanced plan. Unless you unless you really are going to benefit, which is the bandwidth and a few other things, you really don't need it. Honestly, you don't need it. And I wouldn't be recommending anyone who's a beginner to be able to put in 100 products on your website. Understand that when you put 100 products on your website, that means you need to make creatives for each one of those 100 products. You need to make an amazing landing page for each one of those 100 products. So how much time do you really have to be doing that? The real answer to that, my friend, is probably not realistic. So let's stick to around about five to 10, max 20. Here's a question from James Kane. And James is asking, I don't want to sound like I'm not willing to put in the work. I do have a strong work ethic, but is there an option that's less labor intensive, i.e. print on demand? I also work full time. So I think to parse through that question, how are you, how do you recommend being, let's say smart, working smarter, not harder when trying to start a print on demand or a drop shipping store when you have a full-time job already? My best advice to people, because I've had to do this is, again, work smart, not hard, meaning that spend two hours a day. I'd always say to people, if you want to take this business serious, you want to see success, you need around about two to three hours per day. So does that mean you need to wake up an hour earlier? Maybe. Does that mean you need to go to bed an hour later? Yes. And if you're not willing to make those changes, then maybe entrepreneurship's not for you because it doesn't matter what business you do, it's going to be the same issue, same issue. So even if you're willing to do those two, three hours a day, working smart means that maybe Instead of creating a hundred product store, you create a one product store, it's less time consuming. Maybe you outsource the video making. Maybe you hire a freelancer to make the videos for you. That way you don't have to spend maybe three hours or five hours a week having to do that. And listen, there's no substitute for hard work when it comes to entrepreneurship. Uh, if you're not willing to put in that work, someone else will, and they will ultimately have a better store than you. I think that's part of the learnings, but work smarter too, right? So if you can outsource some of this, go ahead and do it. Just a few more questions before we wrap. Let's go ahead. This is from Travel Around, and Travel Around is asking, Camille, uh, how can we get a one-page checkout? I've seen a few Shopify stores with that feature. Uh, one-page checkout is tough because there's been restrictions. There hasn't been restrictions. Apps work. They don't use. So some themes will enable it. So the best thing to do is Google one checkout theme. Some themes will give you the option to get straight to one checkout. 
There has been apps in the past that enable that feature. So the best thing is either use an app or either use a theme that's got it built in. Either two is fine. Sometimes I find if you use apps, it can be a bit buggy. But if you're using native themes, I've got it built in. Sometimes it's completely smooth to do so. This is from Tanisha. And uh, I think Tanisha is asking you, she was into that uh, print on demand, uh, that print on demand advice you were giving. Her question is, which is better, Printify or Printful? cost for all for mugs specifically. So I think she's trying to choose between those two. I don't want to be biased. I've used both companies. I've, I've ordered from both companies. Printful actually have a warehouse 20 minutes down the road to me. They're one of their biggest European warehouses. I've visited okay. there. I've seen the working conditions. I've actually made my own. I don't have it with me today, but I've got my own Ecom King mug that I got made from there. And from my own experience, again, my own experience, I find Printful is better. They're a bigger company. They have better quality control and just overall better warehousing as well. So you heard it right there. That's the Ecom King's uh, suggestion for what what to choose on that end. Uh, how about one more question? This was a good one from the audience. And the question here, what is the Ecom King's goal in life in general? What are you looking to achieve maybe 10, 15 years from now? Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, it, you know, success is different. I want to make this very clear to people because it's important when they listen to this, because a lot of people look at other people for success. Success is different for everyone. Success doesn't just mean money either. You know, don't use money as a identifier for how successful you are. You know, I, I count my success on a few things, finance, time, people around me, loved ones, family, loved ones, how healthy am I as well? So, you know, you got to look at all of these different metrics, not just one. It's not fair. You can have all the money in the world, be depressed. It's not good. So for me, what's my long-term success? What do I want to be happy with in 30 years? Number one, I want e-commerce brands that, you know, everyone knows about, you know, like Louis Vuitton, like Gucci, you know, it might, I might die till that happens, but if then brands can live long enough to then keep my name going, keep, you know, keep the e-commerce brand going. That's one of my biggest goals. One of my biggest goals. The other big goal that I've also got is to educate as many people as I can for free on this YouTube channel that I've got. And that's the only reason why I started it and see how many lives I can change because, you know, I've made a lot of money in this world. And I find that the feeling of, having somebody message me and say, you know what, your stuff's changed my life is better than earning money. And that is the, the honest truth. Um, and those are my main ones. And it's also to have a family with my partner, you know, to, uh, to, to, to make sure my, my family live a long life. And, you know, I'm, I'm a very, I'm a very simple guy. You know, I don't want the Lambos. I don't want the Gucci. I don't want the crazy mansion. I just want to live a peaceful life, happy life with my family. And, um, and that's about it. Well, we're here talking about tips for e-commerce, but I think those uh, tips you just shared about your goals for life are transcendent to all sorts of avenues, all sorts of venues. And I got to tell you, Camille, it's been really great for folks watching. I hope you've learned as much as I have. Uh, Camille, thank you so much for chatting with me today. No, thank you very much for having me on today. I really do appreciate you giving me the platform to you know share my thoughts and opinions, and it really does mean a lot. Really appreciate it. And everyone that's watching this live, I appreciate you taking, you know, those 50 minutes out of your day to spend on this live stream. And those that are here today on the live stream, that shows that you're committed to, you know, your own success. Well, hopefully if you've been watching, you've got some great ideas for starting your own business or helping your current ones succeed. Uh, you've been watching our second episode of Learn with Shopify Live. Make sure to like and subscribe to our channel if you don't mind. And if you liked this particular interview and you want to hear more, please let us know in the comments section. 
Again, my name is Benjamin Gottlieb, your host. You can follow me on Twitter. It's at Benjamin underscore Max. And I'll catch you in the next one.